Seed to Sound, presented by Vangst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Hey everybody, welcome back to Seed to Sound, presented by Vangst. This week, host Jonte Major chats with Mike Hayes of Canatech, all about the future of technology in the cannabis space. We hope you enjoy. Well, welcome back to Seed to Sound. My name is Jonte Major, and I am one of the senior recruiters here at Vangst. Um, I specialize in the cannabis technology industry. So today we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Mike Hayes here. He is in charge of the Canatech community here in Colorado, and um, he'll be able to tell you a little bit more about you know his background. So welcome, Mike. Thanks for coming. Cool. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. It. Um, so can you kind of just give us a little bit of a background and kind of who you are? Sure. So um, I come from the East Coast. Uh, I went to school in D.C. Uh, I came out here about Four years ago, um, my brother had been out here for a while. I like skiing a lot. Those were pretty big draws for me. The cannabis industry was something I was aware of and thought was cool, but was not um, something I had planned for myself necessarily. Um, I'd worked in software companies before. I worked at Living Social back in the heyday of like Groupon and them, which was a pretty insane um, thing to kind of experience. Right. Uh, but I left that in DC, came out here. I was doing um, like website development, freelancing, and I found my way to MJ Freeway through a pretty random connection we don't need to go into the side story but through like an old co-worker ended up um, there and kind of immediately was like kicking myself for not having gotten into it before because you know I've always been um, you know a user of cannabis an advocate for cannabis and I never really thought to put that together with my like interest and career in technology and software and so when I saw those two things could meet that was like pretty exciting to me and I pretty much haven't looked back and, and thought immediately like this is, you know, I would like to build a career kind of in this space. Right. Well, so far, so good. Can you tell us a little bit more about Canatech and your role with that? Sure. So Canatech started, um, you know, originally there was a meetup group years ago uh, in Denver, like I think four or five years ago, which, as you know, is like an eternity in cannabis time right. and started with like some of the people at Mass Roots were the uh, initial seed that started, I believe, with a um, hackathon that turned into like a meetup group that met occasionally or like once a month or so. And um, when I, I kind of became aware of it, right as they kind of got busy with other things. And so Canatech had not really had an event in like eight or nine months. And I reached out um, to Kelly Walburn and Soham, who were running that event at the time, and asked them if I could kind of take it over. And that was about like a year and a half ago. And so they were super gracious and let me kind of start running with continuing what they had started for a while. And so since then, I've kind of tried to take it a little more in directions that I, I wanted to see it go and put together events, put together like panel discussions and stuff like that. So it's really like Canatech is trying to make like a space for this industry and to make this space more legitimate and to make people within technology see it as a legitimate space, make people within cannabis realize how much opportunity is in this space. So it's just about like getting people together um, from different backgrounds so they can, you know, every, a lot of people who are interested in technology are interested in cannabis and the other way around. So it's just a place for all those kind of people to come together, meet your co-founders, meet your investors, meet future employees, all that kind of thing. Right. Well, I've actually been to, I don't want to say every one of the meetups because I'd be a lie, but I've been to a, a chunk of them. Of them. Think, yeah. um, and it seems like a, the community is, is very interested in the Canatech meetups. There's always a lot of people there. Yeah. Well, like I said, I really think that the two, there's more overlap there than people give it credit for, right? If you're interested in 
the future, if you're interested in like um, breaking boundaries, honestly, even like anti-authority type like uh, culture that exists in cannabis that mm-hmm. exists in technology too, right? right? So Steve Jobs like famously said that, you know, tripping on acid was one of the most formative experiences of his life. Um, he there, there's a book called what the dormouse said which just mm-hmm. argues that pretty much the whole pc revolution that came out of silicon valley was driven at least in part by like the counterculture by the drug culture and that sort of thing um in 2014 the director of the fbi said if we want to attract like the best hackers to combat the best cyber criminals we're facing we need to look at our marijuana policy because some of the best hackers these he, he said uh the quote was something like these kids want to smoke weed on the way to the interview you know so right. they're, they're that's not to encourage like high interview practices obviously yeah (laughs) it's to say that like i said so a lot of the things that um make interest in cannabis also can make people interested in technology a lot of programmers are interested in this industry and they're kind of curious to see you know how can i get in this industry and if they come to the average cannabis event they might not see a way in very much they might not understand what role software is going to play in this industry but if you're in this industry a long time or even relatively quickly you realize how many little problems there are little inefficiencies little paperwork nightmares that software and technology can solve and so if we can get these programmers who have this ethos that technology has of wanting to like innovate and break rules and if we can get those people to come and see the problems that we're dealing with in cannabis and have them innovate um, in our space you know the whole industry will be better for it i agree and kind of the way i look at it as a recruiter, recruiting for people in the tech space for about a year, um, getting to really understand, you know, kind of what these people are looking for for career opportunities. Um, a lot of times they were failing drug tests, unfortunately, and for reasons that weren't necessarily that outlandish. I mean, I had a guy who would use topicals for his arthritis and failed a drug test. And for that type of situation, it's it's really sad when they can't, you know, accept a position with Comcast or some of these easier companies to get a, a role with. But a lot of developers are looking to get into a role where they can grow and expand and build something unique. And I feel like cannabis is one of the only industries left that offers that. Yeah. And I kind of went into there, like why someone might be interested in this industry because maybe they're passionate about cannabis or because they're passionate about innovating, breaking rules, stuff like that. Right. And that attracts a certain number of developers and a certain, but I I talk to developers all the time where I say like, you don't have to have any interest in the product. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's a business problem. And there's, and if you're a developer, you're a problem solver at heart and you want to find business problems that someone will pay you to solve. And you can't imagine an industry with more business problems than an industry that went from no paperwork, no records, you know, growing in illegal grows. And now we're going to flip to the most compliant industry, probably in the world, right? right? The most rules to follow. The the number of things you're going to have to keep track of and the number of inefficiencies that technology can solve is staggering. So you don't really have to have, you know, if you find it, interesting and if it you know ignites a passion for you to be part of this like new um you know progressive idea of legalizing cannabis and that's awesome but if you just want to find interesting problems to solve i mean you can't come to a space you you can't turn around without stumbling over some kind of problem just go talk to any licensee follow them around for three hours of their work day and you're going to come up with like 10 different problems that you know you might be able to tie a couple systems together to to create a solution Exactly. And a lot of times when I'm talking to candidates and pitching the type of roles that we're recruiting for in the Canatech space, it's explaining to them how important cannabis technology has become for the industry. And kind of like you said, it's almost as if without technology, 
would our industry be where it is today? Yeah, well, an interesting thing about our industry is that we kind of come late to, because we're coming so late to, you know, technology or, or technology already exists once we're entering like the business world, right? right? So that means that a lot of ideas in the past um, that were solved, you know, and the systems are still in place where technology can't really break in, we're coming with a completely like fresh look at it, right? right? So one really interesting example is how distributors work in alcohol. Like if you're a bar and you want to stock your bar with a hundred different brands of alcohol, you can just call a distributor in your city and they have all those brands to bring to you right and that's just one phone call but in cannabis there's no license that allows someone to hold a hundred different brands you know we're getting there but for right. many years there's not been any kind of so you had to make a hundred different phone calls so that creates a need you know for a technology that can help bridge those gaps where in the past like it was solved by a whole business that ran on the presumption that someone needs to sit here and just take one phone call and stack your bar with 100 right. um, brands now technology can help you navigate all those different 100 brands so you know that's one example but yeah we're coming in with like very fresh eyes and with business owners who want to find like the best solution and they don't they're not locked into the way things have been done because things haven't been done period right in this space exactly so. well and there's also so many restrictions i know especially early on in the industry looking at even payroll that was a huge challenge yeah and that is something that technology has essentially solved for this industry yeah so i guess we can almost thank the government for putting those bans Hey, I mean, uh, there's always pockets of innovation that happen whenever you have like regulations, right. right? And so we have so many regulations in this industry. There's tons of little pockets of, of innovation that can happen uh, to solve the headaches that come from all the regulations. So, yeah, I guess we can thank them. Thank God for <laughs> loopholes, right? Yeah. Um, so what challenges have you faced personally and professionally working within the industry so far? Well, I would say that a, a part of why I'm trying to do this can, these Canatech like events and, and create this space is to help the industry mature because it's not just myself. I think the whole industry has seen that technology in the cannabis industry has not been top notch in the, you know, in years past, which is not surprising at all, right? I mean, this is a completely new industry. A lot of people who built some of the early technologies were kind of winging it because they saw a need and that right. was brave of them and innovative of them and they charged into this space um, you know knowing that they were getting in over their head and knowing that they're just gonna have to find a way to solve the problems they stumbled into which is exactly what this whole industry is based on right nobody really knows what they're getting into when they get into cannabis exactly. so it's not exactly different in technology but you know that has been a challenge for working in the Canatech space for buying products from the Canatech space I mean everybody's a little gun shy about um, you know just just figuring out what technology is going to last, what uh, products are really reliable, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I think the industry is like maturing and we've seen not just the technology and the products get better, but just the number of companies in the space like explode. And now there's so many different alternatives and the competition is driving the quality up. And, and so I think the industry as a whole is like leaping forward very quickly. Um, California going legal is obviously going to have a huge impact on, you know, Silicon Valley taking note, all of the startup scenes in LA and wherever, you know, wherever else throughout the state. So yeah, I'd say like that challenge is just that it's taken, you know, there's some been some bumpy years of cannabis technology. And there's been a lot of licensees and badged employees that have banged their heads against the wall. And mm -hmm. the state mandated softwares are usually number one in the list as far as causing the headaches. So <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of bumps in the road for the whole industry. But I think that it's very quickly getting a lot smoother. No, I would 100% agree. And I'm, I'm very curious to see 
you know, once the competition is all said and done, who's going to be the tech giants of this industry? Yeah. So I, I think I might just be being contrarian here because sometimes I have a tendency to do that. And, but I have heard a lot of people with this, like, you know, where it's going to get rolled up or like just a couple more yeah. years here of the startups until the big guys come in and like stomp it out. And that certainly might happen. I think, though, that we're not really giving enough credit to how, you know, how technology solves problems. Like um, one of the first businesses to kind of catch my eye that really zoomed in super narrow on one business space was mind body so mind body like went public and made a pretty big splash because here was like a software company that was just zooming all the way in on like you know the type of businesses that they felt they could solve and how many different scheduling softwares were out there how many calendar software appointment softwares you know there's you know these massive companies like oracle and stuff i'm sure they could show you how to like set up a scheduling software on that platform but MindBody had the idea of like, what if we just went totally narrow and just said like, we're not any of those other people. We are your software for your type of business. All the language in the software matches the language you use in your business. All the problems you have in your business, we have a solution in the software. There's no, you know, it's not like trying to take this massive thing and wrangle it down to your business. It's built for your business. Right. And I really think that cannabis could maintain, you know, some small, a lot of small players for that reason. I mean, you still see it happening today. When I went up to a coffee shop, the other day and they had a different like swipe card um you know like like a square but right. a different version than i'd ever seen before and i was like how are there still new players in this space right. right you would think that that space would be dominated but there are still people popping up because they solve like that problem maybe super well for a coffee shop or what have you right. so i do think certainly there'll be some consolidation and there'll be some larger players and some buyouts and things like that but there are so many little tiny you know problems that um there's i think many more years of startups even entering the space honestly like people see the big spaces they see the point of sale they see like you know plant monitoring and right. like you know the big spaces and they say like oh that's like such a crowded space at this point you know Canatech is like wrap it up but i mean if you go and talk to licensees or badged employees you know ask them the things they're still doing on paper it's like 70 percent of their business still oh, right? yeah. it's just happening on paper you know so there are a ton of little problems in there still to be solved so i really think that if you're interested in like having a startup or working in this industry like um, we're far from having solved like even a fraction of the different things we could a hundred percent and because a lot of these companies have gotten in early on they can be more specialized build those relationships so Hopefully we'll see them stick around. And some of the early ones, understandably, have like gone wide with it, right? And they try to like, they want to capture lots of different areas of the business. Right. But that, in the process of doing so, they're oftentimes, you know, solving six different problems at like 60 to 70% like well done. You know, Mm -hmm. you ask the licensee, how is this problem solved by this software? It's like, yeah, you know, it it solves it. It it does. It's better than not having it, but I wish it did these 50 things, you know? It's not perfect. So even though some of these, you know, companies are getting larger and larger and taking over different areas, there's still plenty of room for a small, nimble, innovative startup to target one specific problem and solve it so well that it, um, you know, that it becomes like indispensable for the business owner. It's perfect. Indispensable. That's the exact word. So kind of talking about, you know, the uniqueness of these companies and how small they can be and kind of growing. What do you think the like cultural effect of these particular companies are? Like, what would you say describes the culture of a cannabis tech company? I mean, they definitely range, I would say. And like the spectrum would be 
tech company, cannabis company, right? right? And somewhere on that path is where cannabis tech companies are going to fall. So, you know, that that means that there are some cannabis tech companies that come from a background of cannabis and everybody in there is a cannabis expert and everybody in there has worked as badged employees here or there. Um, and, you know, maybe even the software developers have been in the space so long or are passionate about the space where they can really talk and like engage in, in the details of cannabis easily. And then on the other side, there are tech companies that are entering this space with, you know, the technology side, they have 100% dialed, they know how to build technology, they know how to build software, but they still have to figure out what the client actually needs them to build. And that's like the cannabis side of it. So I think all these companies are going to be like meeting in the middle. The cannabis companies are going to try to get more tech talent, hiring like CTOs from like tech backgrounds or hiring developers who have like long, you know, technical resumes. Um, and then people on the technical side of things are going to be trying, you know, if, if they, you know, I think it would be smart for them to try to pull over um, cannabis experts as well so that they know that not only are they building great software, but they're building great software the industry really needs. Right. And I think you're right. There's kind of a common misconception about, you know, the, the culture in this industry. And a lot of times I see tech companies pitching themselves as a tech company first, cannabis company second. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I understand why they do that. And could be a lot of business owners that puts their mind at ease. They want to hire a software company first to hire, you know, to build their software. So, you know, it probably makes sense to be a tech company first, right? right. Because that's, it's very hard to build good tech. Um, that's something that like kind of in the hype of today's like, you know, media cycle about Silicon Valley, it kind of gets lost. Like that is really difficult to build good software, right. not just technically good software that's not going to have trouble, but like software that actually like, does the job um, that you're trying to solve. You know, there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of, you know, pit, there's a lot of potential pitfalls. But if, you know, so being tech first makes sense. But you really need to follow that up by proving, I think, that you also understand the cannabis side of it, right? So, I agree. you know, I just have seen, it, it's funny because if you work in the cannabis side more, you kind of forget how confusing cannabis can be mm -hmm. for someone coming from outside. So if you work in like a cannabis-specific cannabis tech company, or if you just, you know, are in cannabis period, you know, you're probably, I'm sure licensees spend a lot of time on the phone frustrated with these tech first companies saying like, no, I, you know, it's an each, it's not a gram. I know it says one gram, but it's an each. I have to count it as each. Even, you know, it's like such a mess, right? And equivalencies, state by state. Like, how do you wrap your head around what that even means unless you, like, have some idea of how cannabis is sold, how cannabis is consumed, what different concentrates are, and, and stuff like that. You have to know your users. You have to understand your, your stakeholders. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what advice do you have for any job seekers that are trying to, you know, get into this industry? specifically the Canatech. Yeah, um, I mean, I would say, number one, to be excited and realize that there's a ton more to go in this industry. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, it's funny to see the mainstream media narrative about like what cannabis is because it's kind of been out there for so long that you almost get a sense that it's like the Wild West is over. But I think right. those of us in the industry look around and think like, if this isn't the Wild West, I don't know what is because it's, it's, it's a mess out here. You know, it's, it's, um, we're all kind of navigating it, flying blind, <laughs> kind of figuring things out. So I would say just like, don't, you know, don't have any hesitation to jump in. Don't be shy about what you you do know and what you don't know if you're passionate about cannabis you're you know 
that's, you know, that in this industry, you're allowed to talk about that. Right. If you're not passionate about cannabis, but you're passionate about business, you know, solutions, talk about that. You know, I think this industry values, you know, authenticity. There's like a culture oh, yeah. of that. And so we don't mind if you come in and say, hey, I don't really know anything about this stuff, but I'm really interested. And here's the skills that I can bring to the table. I think that this industry like embraces that and you don't. Um, you know, just come with what you have because there's a lot of need, honestly. And um, don't be afraid. I mean, this is like general career advice, but don't be afraid to just get into a company that you think you want to work at and move up within it. Right. All the cannabis companies are expanding like right. crazy. That's just, you know, the nature of our industry as state by state by state goes legal and the whole industry expands. So, you know, just get in somewhere. If you if you have like skills and you want to be part of something like just get in there, I would say. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming by today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always love talking about Canatech with you. Me as well. <laughs> yeah, and um, when is the next Canatech meetup? So right now what we're focusing on is launching a new website and kind of a new brand around Canatech IO, which is, you know, IO is a common like phrase or, or reference in technology. And it's kind of, you know, what we're trying to bring out is, like I said before, a place for if you're interested, if you know cannabis and you want to get into technology or you know technology and you're interested in cannabis, a place to come learn more about the industry, a place to see what's going on out there um, and, you know, to have events as well. So we'll continue like having events. We'd like people to visit the websites at canatechindustry.com. We're going to have blog posts there. We're going to have interviews with licensees as well as like tech companies. So, um, you know, we just really want to build the future of this industry and make it like a first class space that um, people can have like long careers in because there's a lot of knowledge you gain and we don't want you leaving with that knowledge if you have things to contribute like this industry needs your contribution right awesome i'll check it out awesome thanks seed to sound presented by vangst a podcast for cannabis professionals produced by hannah holmgren and Catherine demuro music by tyson weigel for more information visit www.blog.vangst.com Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.